Welcome to another episode of the Locked On Women's Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Dole, recording this on a Thursday morning after a one-game night in the WNBA. Minnesota Lynx improves to 2-0 on the season with a win at home over the Seattle Storm, 72-61. to Online to talk about that and some just some bigger picture things to look for early in the season here, I've got Lindsay Darkangelo of The Athletic. Lindsay, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, Ben. Thanks for having me on. Happy to have you. And last night was it's fun part of the new part of this new TV deal with CBS Sports Network and just the other streaming deals. It's it's kind of fun to have that uh, a night like last night where one of those games is the only one on, so it can be one that everyone kind of watches together. And I guess to start, like it'd be great if like both teams had everybody playing. But just you know, what you what you take away from last night? Um, just to jump on the the CBS. I, I love being able to turn on TV and just have a game there. Like you said, it's, it's just, you know, I'm a big fan of the, the league pass, but being able to just chill on the couch and watch the game just like, you know, NBA regular season is, is awesome. Um, last night, you know, uh, Seattle looked a little bit of a mess, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah. On their first, their first game with Phoenix, I think, was maybe um, not a mirage, but maybe more... Um, of an indication that Phoenix didn't play as well as they potentially can. Um, so, yeah, that was my takeaway, that Seattle just, they looked lost on offense. They were really missing super last night as far as controlling the offense goes and, and just setting the pace. They seem scattered. And I feel like Minnesota on the flip side looked really good. Yeah, so with Minnesota... I thought you had like you said it well on Twitter last night. Like I'm looking forward to seeing Nafisa Collier against a real defense, and you know, like no, look, like Chicago. Sorry, like you've got to prove it until otherwise. And Seattle, they did some fun stuff, which I'm sure we'll get into, just with pressure and forcing some turnovers. But like they're they're just really limited with, with what they can do. So you know, Minnesota, I think it's just. You started with two home games against two other teams that are probably going to be on the bubble with you for the playoffs, and you took care of business. And I think you know that's just that's important, you know, in, in, a, in a thirty-four game season. Um, for for Minnesota, just you know, where do you want what what player? Just maybe what thing that happened last night uh, stood out to you the most or impressed you the most? Well, I think Nafisa Collier, like I mentioned on, on Twitter last night, how I was looking forward to seeing how she did. I think she uh, is is definitely more prepared, more WNBA ready than people were giving her credit for and, and what the draft showed um, since she wasn't taken until she, the sixth pick. But all credit to the Lynx um, and coach and slash GM, uh, Cheryl Reed, because she she not only drafted well, she made some group pick, pickups um, through trades, getting um, how to see Sims over. I thought she did very well last night, just giving his ball, getting in the lane. Um, I thought having her as a point guard with, uh, without Waylon this year and with my work on was, was just a great, she filled that hole so well. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I, I think, uh, Minnesota was, did what they needed to do to, to kind of fill those holes and they're gonna, they're gonna be, they're gonna be good, I think. <laughs> Yeah, they're uh, they're definitely like the number one team that's going to make me look bad as someone who picked Chicago and um, <laughs> and Dallas to make it as and I, and I tried to make those some some bolder picks, but 
with Nafisa, the the fun thing is that is that the thing I wrote was over the weekend was that this maybe the part that got under celebrated just by in the links drafting her was that this was probably the best possible pairing for her player coach in terms of somebody that is going to immediately and and in the most literal sense of that word as we saw against Chicago immediately tap into all that stuff she can do in the post even if she's playing at the three and I think that's like one of the big stories of the se- of their season is just like how are people going to respond to that because just you can't always have like someone as big as her and some teams like don't have anyone on the wing as big as her and like you have to do something because you know like poor Kalina Mosqueda Lewis last night or like Ali Quigley it's just like there's nothing they can do yeah and as somebody who watched Sierra Dillon play all through college um, especially last season as covering in for the Buffalo I it makes total sense why she did not make the roster I mean Nafisa's game, as you just pointed out, translates so well to the WNBA because not only can you go down and play in the post, that translates so well for players coming out of college to have those abilities. And and, and Dillard's size and I think um, just the guards that they already had on the roster, there was just there was just no room for her. Yeah, that was that was tough. It's it's that with with all the picks they had I, with Minnesota, I was excited and hoping that they would keep at least like one or two of the second rounders. But one of the things that made it so tough on Dillard was they turned one of those second rounders into a first rounder last year in Lexi Brown, who mm-hmm. was just like a big time. Like, I mean, I use the word flyer only in the sense that like she just wasn't playing in Connecticut. So like it was just kind of the, an opportunity you just kind of have to, to strike on. And that kind of changed, changed the whole yeah. picture, especially for a guard to try to make it. Yep, I completely agree. So, other stuff from the game last night, I mean, I think that, like, it kind of ties in with Collier. I mean, like, Demir's Dantas, like, just making shots, like, they invested a lot of money in her, and, like, Mm -hmm. she needs to make those shots. Like, it's pretty simple because, I mean, we'll see how they continue to gel as a a defensive unit, but, you know, they're not going to approach what they had from Rebecca Brunson at that position defensively, and it helps to play next to Sylvie Fowles, but... Like you really got to give them something on offense if you're gonna, you know, to kind of to swing that balance to really kind of secure your spot on the floor. Yeah, and and on Seattle side, I, I think Drew Lloyd needs to uh, needs to step up her game. I think she went the first ten minutes without scoring. I let her plus minus was negative eleven. Um, she just ha- she just has to play better. They need her to play better. Uh, I mean with. Jordan Canada, you're going to expect some growing pains, and her, you know, being her sophomore year and that. But um, you know, Jewel's been here, and I just feel like she's just not kind of. She just needs to rise to that occasion a bit more. Um, another player I thought played really well in Seattle's first game was um, Kalina Mosqueda Lewis, and you know, I kind of had hope that maybe you know she would kind kind of come out of her shell more. She hasn't really done much um, there in Seattle, and. Last night, she, she too, was kind of missing in action. So, um, a tribute to Minnesota, though, for, for for their defense and for, you know, causing as many turnovers as they did. And But, uh, yeah, those are my thoughts on, on Seattle's offense and what they need going forward. Yeah, Jules, it's it's tough. It's it's something I'm, I'm going to try to kind of wait a little bit for kind of a sample 
to develop before like really hitting her hard but what you said is exactly right i mean some of the shots it's just you know it's like yeah sylvia fowles is back there and yeah it's there's not exactly a lot of room for you but like you gotta just like force the issue a little bit because if you just one dribble you take that shot like to a certain degree like that's what minnesota's happy to let you take all night and if it's just like if that just repeats itself over and over it's just you could just feel some feel some parts of that game where seattle is kind of just like almost stuck in the mud because they just like there wasn't this feeling that they were going to get something better mm-hmm. yeah i completely agree so we can uh we can move on from that one like we said just good job for good job for minnesota to take care of business um but i kind of wanted to uh transition here to kind of talk about we each kind of came with like three things, three players, three dynamics, whatever it might be that we were excited to watch play out in this first month or so, which I thought would be an interesting thing to do because, you know, individual games, even like the big matchups, sometimes it might be tough because like they, some of these teams just don't like have their best players back. So Lindsay, I want you to go ahead and start with, uh, with one of those three things that you're really looking forward to here in the start of the season. Okay. You might have the same one as me. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's you okay. Know, this um, is kind yeah. of like the big one, I think. I want to see how Liz Kendrick fits in with Zeke. Um, we saw them play without her over the weekend, and Asia Wilson just handled business. I mean, she was, you know, leading scorer, go-to, uh, go-to person on the floor for the Aces. Um, their roster is so stacked already. I just kind of want to see how Liz fits in with that and what, what she brings to yeah, I, I did not have that one, but yeah, that's obviously. Oh, okay. One, <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's definitely one of the stories of the season, and we're actually recording this on thir- on Thursday. I'm like hoping to, I'm trying to like make plans to just drive out to Phoenix and cover that game, make the four hour drive or whatever, because you know it's it's Liz Cambage against Brittany Griner. You know, this is like and mm-hmm. Lambier said at practice yesterday that you know like. What he said was no more than twenty minutes, probably something like fifteen. But still, like it's she's out on the court, and and again, it's just like I think I mean Cambage Griner to me, especially like you know I don't know what maybe if you had any that really stood out to you, but just like you know like given the choice to like pick pretty much any individual matchup, like I'm not trying to take a shot at Sylvia Fowles. I love when she plays against these players too, but like BG against Cambage like might be my favorite one going right now. Yeah, and I think, I don't know if it's just um, they're sort of, I mean, Sylvia kind of, she gets in, she does what she needs to do, and yeah, she can, she can sort of draw and, and get, you know, get a little scrappy, but I feel like with those two, with Brittany and Liz, there's more there, you know, they they both have these very, um, you know, outgoing, brash personalities where um, that, that, tra- that totally, you could totally see it happening through their games and on the court, um, so yeah, I agree with you. That's that's gonna be a fun a fun matchup to watch. So one uh my my first thing I'd written down was the name I wrote down first was Alexis Jones with the Sparks. It, mm-hmm. it again, it's like it, I don't want to do the overreaction theater to game one, but it's just I if they I don't think it'll it'll work if they're gonna start Tia Ruff and Pratt and Elena Beard together. They're just, they're not gonna score. It, it's just teams aren't going to guard either one of them and if you want to say you know okay we're going to defend okay but like you also you're also going to have a lot of front court combinations that are like have some really big challenges and which we saw in that aces game when Derek Hamby drew like 50 fouls just like blowing by all of them and getting in the bonus 
but it with with Jones it you know they they it, it's hard to kind of like it's interesting because they they traded Odyssey Sims for who was on like a big deal and LA obviously needed to shed some money even if they weren't necessarily gonna bring in Cam Beige in a trade but they just they need someone that can shoot they need someone that can do a little something off the dribble and it's she she's probably like the first name after Chelsea Gray that that's there that they need that that's most likely to 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 do that for him. Yeah, LA they looked a little discombobulated in their first game, and I mean that's to be expected. Janae really didn't get um, you know that many minutes. I think she only played a total of twenty minutes for the game. I think they're gonna they're gonna it's gonna take them you know a few games to kind of figure out with what their offense is gonna look like and and what what combinations work the best, especially with Candace Parker out, you know, because she's going to have to come in and fit in. So, um, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's kind of a wait-and-see team right now. Yeah, and it's it, 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 I, I agree with that, but also, you know, it's, it, it is, even with, after like two, two and a half weeks, it, it can get kind of scary if, if they drop a few games. I mean, you just got to find a way to get a couple because... You know, you don't want to be looking up at at six or five or six teams when Candace gets back, and just constantly be looking at that and having to do that work to to kind of climb up the standings. Yeah, especially when you know I, the top the top five six teams you know right now are you know, pretty competitive. So if you, you fall back on that and like you said, trying to get back in things when Candace comes back, it's, it's not going to be an easy road. Yep. So what what do you have for number thing number two for you? So my number two was the Connecticut Sun. Um, I think they just ended last season with so much momentum. I know they lost the playoffs, but um, they just looked really good in their first game and um, their second game, uh, their first two games. And uh, I, I like the combination of Jasmine Conrad, the Courtney Williams, Uncle Jones. I just think they have all these players who maybe aren't big names, but but they can ball. And I think um, they're going to be a problem. Uh, for a lot of other teams in the league this season. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Connecticut kind of got, Connecticut almost got lost in the shuffle a little bit. I, I don't think very many people had them as like finals picks, and I'm one to talk. I didn't either, but but it's just it, it, <laughs> it, it you know, it it's just like they're bringing everybody back and they're healthy, and it's like uh, what was I'm. They showed it on the graphic. I think both their games so far, their record without Alyssa Thomas last year. I think it was eighteen and five. I want to say last year, and and like that's like that's a real thing. You know, there's there's no fluke to that. Like that's Alyssa Thomas, John Cole Jones is the backbone of like a very good team and a very good offense. Which just it doesn't matter who you're playing. It just it just makes it so tough for people to guard that and. It's 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 fun and they and they're deep like they they can throw in all these different players and they can they can suddenly have like this huge lineup with like somebody like Bria Holmes on the wing and they can go a little bit smaller and try to be fast and put even more shooting out there and it's yeah it, it's 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 fun to watch and it's I hope it I hope they become that kind of team like you're saying where people you know kind of carve time out to make them like appointment viewing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you hit the nail on the head with saying they're fun to watch. I think that's what it is. They they just they get up and down the court. You know, the scoring can come from so many different players. They have a deep bench. Um, they're just a, they're a fun team, and and uh, I 
think that they're gonna, in my opinion, I think they're gonna uh, they're gonna be one of the top teams come the end of the season. And and I had I wrote a team down for my second thing as well. Mine mine's this guy. It's again they're a team too where it's it's a new coach. It's you know it's a whole new situation. You got Katie Lou Samuelson in there, but at the same time, like relative to the rest of the league, you have pretty much everybody available. Like, you, like you're relatively together. Like, you got to start winning some games. It like it's got something's got to start turning. And uh, opening night obviously wasn't encouraging, and we'll see. We'll see what happens over the weekend here for them. Against uh, they get to host Seattle, so. This is this is the kind of game that you just really need to bank, and hopefully they can start to show some things, especially just to get a couple more stops. Because it just if if they put that together, if they just like get more defensive rebounds of the shots that already are missed, which was a problem for them last year, and just get a couple more stops. I mean, it just it it maybe it, it, at some point I'm just I'm just the guy who thinks it's going to happen when everything says it's not. But I just think they can be so devastating on offense if they just if they do a little bit more to help themselves. I hope New York starts to figure it out. It, it's their team. I mean, you know, compared to Chicago, like New York on the other hand, I mean, they're going to get hit really hard with Eurobasket stuff and just in, in terms of having their best best people available. But you know, Kia Nurse, like I think a lot of her rookie season, like there was a lot of good to like. And even if you want to pick at the numbers, I would argue that like also just like. A lot of the threes that she missed are just going to go in. Like she's just she she shot enough in college to prove that she was better. She's better than that as a three point shooter, which hopefully mm-hmm. hopefully can can give them a lift. And like you said with Durr, well we'll see. I think I think the interesting thing with Durr, and I don't know if if you have like some other players that stand out, but I just like I wonder who else they're putting out there that's kind of setting her up. You know where they can like run off a screen or do whatever to kind of get her a head start and then let her play. I'm kind of I'm I'm curious to see who that other player is going to be that can maybe help her out. Yeah, um, I'm not. Let's see. Um, uh, I like his game a lot, um, and I do think that uh, she's going to have a better season. Well, not that she didn't have a better season last year, but um, as far as guard play. I don't know. I look, I look at I look at the guards. I'm, I'm looking at the the roster right now. You got you know Bria Hartley, Brittany Boyd, um, and I don't know. I think uh, I think Asia's you know out of all, all of, of, of out of the guards we have right now, I think the one who's, who's the most talented. And um, I'm not sure. They haven't really been. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't seen them really try and get her the ball. Um, you know, 
frequently through, um, you know, the games that I've watched so far. And I'm wondering uh, if that's just, you know, they're kind of letting her get in slowly. Or what's your thought on that? I know you're more of an X's and O's guy than I am. You're right there that they haven't really, they haven't been too, they haven't made this huge concerted effort to give her a bunch of touches. It, and they did bring her off the bench. I mean, I, I was, I was dangerously close that first game to just saying something like, you know, like what are they like? Are they saving Asia Dur and Hanju for the playoffs? Like it just mm-hmm. like like we like let's see these players play. I mean, last year they did this thing where they like you try to play like nine ten players. It's just like too hard to do it. Like put like put these young players on the court and see what they can do um yeah let them run yeah and and i think i yeah i think i think they do need to kind of they probably should just like let dirt like give her a few more chances like what you know whatever play whatever actions you trust her with the most you know that's up for them to show especially out of the gate but like yeah i mean just turn the reins over to her a little bit they don't really have you know it's the same thing we said all last year you know they don't have this obvious like number two option that is just so terrifying that it's like yeah we're gonna run it through this player because you know the the if we're gonna use the first game as any indication they kind of just they kind of just meandered around a little bit on some of these trips where it's okay we're gonna throw it into zowie b we're gonna let rebecca allen like get this post up but it's like you know can't can you at least like try something for tina charles first or like let's let's like see what or like let's like let asia dur and kia nurse like make some mistakes because like you want yeah. them to get better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, Kimi Chong, you know, he's always, you know, always going to want to get her the ball. But as far as Gear goes, that's what confused me the most so far. Is like, why, what's going on here? Like, why aren't, I mean, you already know she can shoot. You already know um, she can create her own shot. Like, well, I don't know what they're waiting for. Um, you got to see what she can do. Yeah, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see this weekend. They get uh, they get Indiana again, so that'll be that'll be. That's always fun to see. Uh, see teams kind of play quickly in in rapid succession. But my last my last thing I had I had uh, Nia Coffee as my last name in Atlanta. It it was a uh, it was a trade for Atlanta that it made some sense. They like to run. They like they they were able to plug in another long athletic defender she can kind of let them go big or small which nikki collin has talked about in some interviews she's given already and you know the big thing for nia is like is she going to make some shots and if she does it it doesn't just help her it really helps the dream because that like at large like it's just for them as a team like they need somebody they need somebody around tiffany hayes to just like make some shots take off a little bit of pressure like force somebody to like worry about them so that everything else can kind of open up yeah, I thought they played well. Um, I, I thought they looked good, especially without Angel um, McCautry on the floor. Uh, I, I think uh, Atlanta is another one of those teams we aren't really talking about, and they're just kind of, I think they're just going to come quietly trying to do their thing um, and just be right in the mix. Um, they just, uh, you know, they have a lot, they have some really good guard play, and I love watching Renee Montgomery, Renee Montgomery play. I, just, I love her game. Um, Brittany Sykes, you know, they're just a, they're, they're another one of those teams that's just kind of fun to watch, I think. Um, so yeah, I could see them as a, as a team to kind of keep your eye on this season. Um, I have my third thing, 
Uh, but we still haven't even talked about it with the uh, with the new look links, and um, we sort of already touched on the the moves that Tara uh, Reeve made in the offseason. And I just uh, I, their team, I I, love, I especially want to see how they match up with um, with Phoenix, and and I'm looking forward to seeing them play Connecticut. Uh, just kind of those uh, different matchups where you, know, you want. You can really see what they have, and really see if, 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 if they can continue to, you know, do what they're doing in the past, like they have in the past two games. Yeah did you, did you have a I don't I don't remember if you did a, did you do a full one through eight playoff prediction? I mean, did you kind of expect Minnesota to be a playoff team coming in? Um, I I did do we did do playoff predictions. I don't know. Well, we did semifinal and champions. Um, yeah, yeah, okay, do, um, okay. But yeah, I could see Minnesota definitely making the playoffs. Um, you know, I picked, uh, I'm trying to remember who I picked. I, I picked Connecticut for one of my semifinal um, teams. And I picked the Aces to win it all, but, you know, I think a lot of people have. <laughs> yeah, with, with, with Minnesota, I mean, yeah, we hit on a lot of it already. I mean, I did, you know, do you like what you see so far from Jess Shepard, or you know, how do you think Daniel Robinson's handling I the do. point? And I think I like what I've seen so far. I, mean, I think that's been good, and I think you know she's kind of she's doing that role that um, is doing kind of like the extra stuff, you know, getting a rebound when they need to rebound, making extra pass lanes. She's kind of filling that role right now, and it's it's and it's a good balance to what they already have. Yeah, and and, and Shepard was. Shepard was a player where at Notre Dame it was interesting because you know we 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 heard it a lot that you know yeah she can she can really shoot it you know she just doesn't really have to and and the good thing so far with the with the games with the Lynx is that when she's open she's shooting them which is going to have to happen because and and this goes into kind of the player coach mesh like mat or meeting of the minds, you know, I think like in the same way with Nafisa, I think, I think Shepard is such a good fit with Cheryl Reeve because they're putting her at the top of the key. Okay. You know, when we have Nafisa, you know, get in the post, like you're going to be the one to throw it to her. And that's like, those are the exact kind of passes that like Jessica Shepard, just like she knows how to make and she's going to be on the money every mm-hmm. time. I agree. I wanted to ask you too, what your thoughts are on Washington? Cause, uh, yeah, those they, the- you know, they were in the fi- finals last, and I just, I'm not sure, I'm not sure they can get back there this year. Yeah, that was the last thing I wanted to bring up because uh, if people haven't read it, Lindsay did in a around the WNBA opening weekend thing, and that was that was the one thing that that popped off the screen to me was you kind of pose the questions if they're going to have some problems, and it I, I've I've I was worried about their guard depth when the injury stuff happened. I. I'm still kind of, you know, they extended Ariel Powers. I'm not convinced that she's like some big answer for them, at least with what she's shown so far. And then, you know, Kira Leslie's a rookie, and and also she's about to be out for a a lot of time. So we'll see if she even comes back at all. So for, I mean, for Washington, I just, it, I mean, the, the Deladon stuff makes me nervous. Like it just to hear that it's, it's her knee again, right at the start of the season. Um, you know, thankfully the Tolliver, the T- Christy Tolliver thing wasn't anything serious. But I mean, unless 
because like because because they don't have the bodies on the wing or they're not going to have them for the full season i think it really ramps up the pressure on deladon where she just has to be great all the time for them to even get a top four seed i don't think that's really a certainty for them so i think they're kind of in that position almost like you know maybe they're kind of in a race with like atlanta and la where it's just like who can get out to a good start and just feel good and just kind of keep that rolling as you hopefully start to get whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I'm not sure what Washington is without Belladon, and if, um, because this is a different team without her on the floor. Um, if she does have, like you said, have any problems early in the season, I mean, that could be a nagging injury that sort of just keeps on throughout the season, and then, you know, what is, what is their backup plan? I guess it doesn't really look yeah. like they have one. <laughs> Yeah, and, and Miesemann's going to be gone for Eurobasket for a little bit, and it's just, you know, so, so much of this is just getting lucky with health, and and hopefully they can just get that group back together because I think, you know, I, I one of the popular refrains coming out of the playoffs was that, well, Seattle-Phoenix was really the finals. And, yeah, that's true because Deladon got hurt, and I think I, I just, I just, I like to bring it up that just, like, you know, it, Elena was Elena was great from like a team franchise perspective, like not using that as an excuse at all. But like you know, I've, I've said like I'm happy to say that on her behalf, from my perspective, like she wasn't close to the player she is. And if she was, you know, they almost won game two in Seattle with her at whatever, you know, sub 100 percent she was at. And it's just, mm-hmm. you know, I think she's the best player in the world. And and if they if that always gives you a chance, even if if you're down a few bodies, but. Hopefully she. Hopefully, whenever she comes back, she's at 100 percent and kind of just doesn't have to look back at this knee stuff. Right. Well, and even you know, even without having having Tolliver, I think is a major help with that. But if she's, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know what you've heard as far as her injury goes. I think you mentioned that it was the minor thing, which is which is fine. And you know, I'm sure if she comes back, she might, you know, she'll make the difference. She does, but. I mean, that would be concerning. I mean, to know that if she's not on the floor, what you have. And uh, that would be my biggest question for Washington right now. Yeah, it's going to be going to be a lot on Miesman, a lot on Tolliver to, to create offense for them. And other than that, you know, the rest of those players are largely are largely dependent on what other people can, can get for them. You know, maybe, maybe a little bit. Right. Maybe we see a little bit more Ariel Atkins getting a little bit more creative in year two. You know, we'll see how that goes. That that'd be a big help for them. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna need that. And I mean, then you look at a roster like Las Vegas where they have so many scoring options. But even Connecticut's roster. I mean, one of those. You know, John Flo is on the floor. Well, you got you know you got other you got other options and viable options. So. Yeah, for sure, and we'll see how uh, we'll see how this plays out for Washington. They've got a they've got another, they've got a fun one this week this weekend against uh, Atlanta at home, and we'll we'll see what the update on Deladon is going into that as well. But don't want to take up too much of your time here, Lindsay. I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Let people know uh, where they can be following you and where they can keep up with all of your work this season. Yeah, so. Uh I'm on the Athletic uh, WNBA 
his sight. We just launched the vertical at the right before the start of the season. Uh, he's got writers in every city covering uh, every team in the league. I'm one of the national writers, kind of just doing a, an overview, overview on different players and teams as the season goes on. And you can catch me on Twitter at darkangel21. That's uh, D-A-R-C-A-N-G-E-L 21. Absolutely, and we'll look forward to following following you and the awesome staff that The Athletic has put together all season long and hopefully having you on again soon. Lindsay, thanks for joining the show. Yeah, thanks, Ben. I'd love to come on again sort of uh, maybe meet, chat during the middle of the season to see uh, our, our points of, of interest and in keeping eyes on uh, worked out or where they're at at yeah. that point. And the the eggshells will be gone. We won't have to be as afraid to react to this stuff because there'll be there'll be more of the <laughs> more of the big names on the court. Right. Yeah, uh, that would be great. Alrighty. Thanks again, Lizzie. Thanks, Ben. Thank you all for listening to another episode here on Lockdown Wounds Basketball. Please go subscribe if you enjoy the show and give us a review to let us know uh, specifically. Uh, in a review or just reach out to me on twitter at ben underscore doll let us know what kind of episodes you want to hear on the podcast you know the goal this season is to really tap into this awesome base of people covering the game that we have and just to bring as many people into it as possible but you know we want to hear what what kind of episodes people want to hear do you want to hear you know more game focused stuff do you want to hear big picture stuff do you want to you know, whatever it might be, uh, let us know. We want to be sure to deliver that. And, and again, just, you know, hopefully reach, reach out and, and bring on as many different people covering the game as we have to hopefully, you know, be an encouraging reminder of how many people are doing it and how, how much fun it is to, to see how much content's out there. And obviously there's been a nice, nice influx, uh, this year of even more from, uh, some more prominent places and, and yeah, that's about it. So drop us a review or reach out, let me know on Twitter, what kind of episodes you guys want to hear. And thank you for listening. As always, we'll be back tomorrow.